You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Stephen and Jackie Brewster are sharing their becoming story. Steve and Jackie love life. They've been married 19 years and have bounced around enjoying relationships everywhere. Our working Focus 412, Elevation Worship, and they love outreach and missions. They do ministry together and have four awesome kids. Here is my conversation with Team Brewster. Well, Stephen and Jackie, I'm so excited to have you on the Becoming Me podcast today. How are you guys? We're great. We're becoming ourselves. Um, you guys are my favorite, but don't tell any of the other podcast people. Because They'll never know. <laughs> exactly. I love Team Brewster. Uh, so let's just kick it off. If somebody's listening right now and they are not familiar with Stephen and Jackie, which heads up, y'all need to get to know this couple. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, so we're like really weird and no, okay. (laughs) Um, so Jackie and I have been married for, um, 20 years this year. Now that's going to sound weird, but I got, we got married when I was, um, not, I was, I was 11. (laughs) And so, so that's why we look like amazingly young after 20 years. Um, no, we got married 20 years ago. Just um, about like December twenty years, right? Same thing. I want to celebrate. We're December. there now, um, <laughs> and we uh, we we lived in Nashville, Tennessee when we first got married, and uh, we were in the music business, and we were okay. in the music business for a long time. And then Jackie started working at a church, and then we started working at a church together. And we moved all over the place, and now we're back in Nashville, Tennessee, and Woo-hoo. we are doing a bunch of fun stuff. Um, we're doing like some coaching and some consulting and we're working with a couple great churches. Um, and we're always looking to help other churches get better. So yeah, I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. That's like the shortest version possible of who we are, which is still pretty long. We do have four amazing kids. They're expensive. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yes to all of that. Um, and our life is full, full of fun and, um, all kinds of adventure and kids stuff and drama, you know, it's life. Oh, all so. of those things. So Jackie, you were the first to work in church between both of you? I guess I was. Yeah. I mean, when I was even in, when you just said college, that, I didn't realize that. Yeah. When I was in college, I was like a, um, I was a uh, intern. Okay. For like the youth group. That's cool. But Jackie definitely like jumped in and took over that and um i was the pastor's assistant that poor pastor i mean, oh, seriously not my at all seriously and then i was over the youth group okay and, um and that was like 18 years ago and there's still there's one kid in particular he's not a kid anymore he's a man but that we are still so close with um, that's awesome family. so it's neat to to have to see the fruit of that from so many years ago that's really cool. I love that. Well, you guys are in for a treat to hear Team Brewster's story. And I mean, the first time that I met you guys was actually through a mutual friend, Chelsea. I was visiting in Nashville 
and she just raved about you guys like you were her second parents. And now I feel like you're one of my adopted parents because I'll just ask you guys things all the time. And um, I just have all the respect in the world for you. So thanks just for investing in me and everyone that you come in contact with. I know for certain that people leave you better and that's a big deal. So well, that's thank so you. kind. I don't know if it's always true, but it's definitely kind. <laughs> that is so kind. And we do feel like we have a lot of adult children, which is so <laughs> weird. But I think it fills our heart to know that our home is a safe haven for so many people. Absolutely. And um, and just, you know, conversations and we get to be a part of so many people's lives. It's very, very cool. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into your story. What has made both of you who you are today? Well, I think that we're still on this becoming journey for, for real right now Yeah. of like, Oh, who are we today? Um, that would be just discovering. I think that, um, that we are loved by God and, and that it's okay for us to, to be fully present with, with who we are with him on this journey to try new things, to be different than other people um, you know, Steve and I have moved a lot, like a lot, yeah. a lot of times. And so um, we often get the question of like, why? Uh, and then the, you know, that looks at us about our children, like, how do your kids do this? And all we can say is that, you know, I don't know. I can't say that every move has been, has been God ordained, but every move we've seen fruit from. Hmm. So, um, you know, and I think that there's people that are more adventurous and that they're risk takers and they're all those things. And, and we definitely lean that way and it's neat to, to lean that way together. Um, and so becoming who we are today, I think is, is man, there's so much on, on the journey over the past 20 years plus, right. That has brought us to where we are today. Um, but I think for, to watch Steve, or Brewster, as everybody calls him, to watch him become who he is today um, speaks a lot into into our journey. So, you know, he started a music business and then has done ministry and and he's just been all over the place. So I think he could probably talk a little bit about like the becoming yeah. of the past 20 plus years. Well, I think it's like my friend Jay and I, we always, we have this saying, it's adjust or be adjusted and so mm-hmm. you're like always either growing or you're going to be in trouble and so no matter who you are or what you do if you're a church if you're a person if you whatever your your the thing is if you don't always constantly adjust and reinvent yourself and find new ways and be creative and and explore then you're going to get adjusted by the world and it's it's always more fun to adjust yourself than it yeah. is to be adjusted that is for sure and i yes. think life experiences you know you can either they can either plow you over or you can you can stand firm rooted in in, in god knowing who you are and knowing that things are not going to destroy you even though at times you might feel like you're you're going under the water um and so i think a lot of our journey has been um you know, fighting hard for a marriage, fighting hard for kids, um, fighting hard for, for owning our own story mm, and, um, yeah. and being fully present in who we are and what we are called to do and not, and not afraid of that. Man, that's hard, you know? And I think oh yeah, in our forties, we're finally like, it's okay to be wanderers. It's okay to be, um, entrepreneurs. It's okay to take chances. Um, but the getting there like those 
the early 20s to get if somebody yeah. could have told me then what I know now it would have been for me finish college because I didn't get to do that finish college um you know there's things along the way that you just wish you could tell the 20 somethings like hey this is a marathon not a sprint yeah oh it's so true like enjoy the journey make sure that you take time and you and you are you spend more time with God than doing the things mm. for God. Oh, that's good. Right? Because yeah. we get so busy, um, especially in the Christian world and church, doing these things right. that we lose sight of why we're doing them and who we're doing them for. But that sweet, tender relationship with Jesus, we lose sight of it. Like it just, unless you're incredibly intentional in ministry, it's probably easier to spend less time reading God's word and in, in his presence than when you're not in ministry. It's so true. And uh, earlier when I mentioned you guys that people always walk away better uh, from being in the Brewster's presence, I'm literally scribbling notes over here on the side. Like I've had countless conversations with you guys and I learn something new every time. I love what you said about spending more time with God than doing for God. And that's a struggle. And those listening and a part of the creative church community, I mean, know that firsthand. It feels like at times it's easier to get caught up in everything we're doing than miss Jesus completely. And that would that's not the point of what we're doing. Um, I like also, too, Brewster, what you had said a minute ago about adjust or be adjusted. And that makes me think about inciting incidents in our becoming stories, because if you come to that point where you need to adjust yourself or in turn be adjusted by someone around you, the world, I mean, you're at a crossroads and a decision point. In both of your journeys, does an inciting incident like that come to mind where you had to adjust yourself or be adjusted by something or someone around you? I mean, which one? <laughs> I mean, pick one. I mean, there's been a million and some of them have been like amazing and some of them have been really like, like painful and, and bad. But the, the, the thing is, is um, there's always good in every situation, even yeah. in the bad ones. And like, so, so whether it's been a good situation or a bad situation, whether it's been something that we planned on happening or it totally caught us by surprise and we didn't plan on it happening there's always been something redemptive out of all of it. And so, yeah, I think, I think our, our choice to leave cross point two years ago was one of those. We adjusted, we adjusted mm, ourselves yeah. and our position. And for a lot of different reasons, um, we felt like that was the best thing for our family at that time. Um, and I will tell you that was not an easy, easy decision. And it's still, still chokes me up. But yeah. I do think it was the right decision. Um, but so even those decisions, it's not always, um, they're not always bad, you know, like, right. it's, like to be adjusted, you don't have to be at the verge of getting fired to, to make a decision right. to adjust yourself. Um, and we were not at the verge of being fired. We chose to adjust in a different direction, which has opened up the floodgates um, over the past two years to be able to to start this company on our own, which is amazing to see God's hand in that. Absolutely. Um, you know, but yeah, I think has there been some things, I mean, there's been personal things that, that we've been, you know, that have adjusted us. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, there's been several parts of our journey of becoming parents um, when fertility is 
the beginning mm. of our story. And so you either adjust or you get adjusted. Yeah. Um, you know, and our adjusting was to adopt. Um, and then we got pregnant, you know, wow. so, and then, you know, you moved down the line and then we had twins and one of them was born with medical issues. And so again, you either adjust or you right. get adjusted and you learn to advocate. Um, yeah. But there is, like Steve said, there's beauty and in, in the pain. So mm. even though there's pieces of the journey that you don't know why, I was thinking about, I was working on some, some side stuff today and I was uh, reading the scripture about God creating you in his womb and that he knit you together. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about our little girl and she was born with some physical deformities in the womb. And, um, and I think even in that, I'm like, there's beauty in that. Like God knows what he's doing. He knows the stories that have to be told. He knows what her life will reflect. Um, and because of all the stuff that we walk through, there's, we just have such a different lens. You know, we, we see yeah. life through such a different lens than we did 20 years ago, for sure. Um, no, that know. makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I love that. You know, what does we've talked about becoming and this 20 year journey that you guys have been on all of the inciting incidents along the way. So what does becoming me mean to both of you? Um, that's a great question. I, I think it's I think becoming you is about always um, always growing and like you know, always learning something new, always trying something new, always experimenting, um, engaging your faith in ways that you haven't in the past. And as you get older, it gets more difficult to find ways to, to stretch yourself because you've started to figure out that like God really does have your back and it's going to probably all work out in the end. So you got to take bigger chances and bigger risks in order to, to experience that fear of faith that exists somewhere. And so, I think for me, that's part of it. Probably just always looking for that opportunity to, to be like, oh crap, this is really scary. And yeah. then seeing what happens afterwards, which is always fun. Yeah. It's an adventure. It is an adventure. I think becoming me has, it's been late thirties. I feel like I've, I've dug into who I am. And I think a big part of it is, is learning how to like yourself. Mm, yeah. Learning, learning who you are. And that the things that make you who you are, they're not bad things, you know, like, um, I love the Enneagram. Oh, me too. <laughs> so I am like, who am I? Oh, I am, I am an, an enthusiast and a challenger. And I can look at that and be like, I am a horrible person. Like I get everybody going and then I challenge them and, and, um, I can be controlling and dominating and all those things. Or I can look at it in a different light and mm-hmm. be like, no, I I get people moving in the right direction and I can champion people's visions and I can, I can do things, you know, I can right. set order all of these things, but owning the parts of ourselves that um, maybe you've heard like, Oh, you're so this, or you're so that, or you this, but owning those parts of yourself and, and finding the best parts about them and changing, working towards change in the areas that, that are not the best parts of you. I love both of your definitions for becoming me. And it's a quick roundtable. I'm a one on the Enneagram. Jackie, are you a seven, eight? I am. 
How could you okay? tell? I, the, her descriptions. I mean, with okay, so with the Foresight Group, we've had to study the Enneagram. And so those keywords. Oh, so what do you think yeah, I am? You're a three. But I what's know that. What's my wing? Oh, I don't know that. Okay, what what's your wing? Oh, it, his wing is a four. Okay. Yeah. That makes and sense. And everyone who doesn't know anything about Enneagram is listening right now going, what are they talking about? <laughs> uh, we've Just Google it. It's dope. Get the it's book. It's the read, best. Read, I mean, oh my gosh. Figure out who you are and, and become the best version of yourself yes. you can be along with, you know, the word of God. All of that mixed together. 100% agree. Now, what's y'all's favorite coffee spot in Nashville? Ooh, see, I don't drink coffee, but <gasps> I go That's to right. all the coffee shops because they're cool. Um, there's like this really cool coffee shop in the factory right near our house. Uh, it's called Honest Coffee. Ooh. And I would have to say that like right now, it is. It, it might be my favorite, but barista is always super cool. Um, I cool. sneak into barista parlor and put a Red Bull behind my computer so nobody sees it. And all the <laughs> coffee snobs don't make fun of me. But, That's awesome. If I remember correctly, are you a Coke Zero guy? Coke Zero and sugar-free Red Bull. Ah, I knew it. Jackie, do you drink all coffee? All chemicals. Oh, God. Yes. She drinks coffee like it's her job. I do not. Two cups okay, in the so morning. Two cups you, in the morning. You do That's not want to engage with Jackie <laughs> prior to that second cup, though. Oh, no. Well, you don't want to engage with me before my first. I mean, I haven't gotten to need two before a conversation happens, but I could be on that track. Yeah, crazy I'm too i'm like two cups and quiet and then we can talk Ooh, yes i like that rhythm. which is very opposite so, of a seven but that's true I mean, you are a seven but, totally I mean, a seven that, but well that might be the eight part of me coming out the controlling part <laughs> it's coming she out does first not want to challenge morning. you before she has coffee <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys were at honest coffee and jackie has a cup of coffee brewster has his hidden red bull and you're talking with another person on their own becoming journey, what would you guys say to encourage them? I think that most of the time we already know the next step, but we want somebody else to validate it. Yeah. Or that we want them to validate our desired next step, even right. if it's not the one we know we're supposed to do. And so all, a lot of my questions, I would ask more questions than I make statements because I think I think the greatest part of leadership is taking somebody down a path mm -hmm. to their own answer. And I think that usually they get there on their own. Yeah. Um, you just have to kind of lead them to get there. And once you do, it gets magical. I think that I learned something um, a, a year ago in this statement of like, what are your non-negotiables? I think mm -hmm. that that's what I would talk about. Um, like, what are the things that you want for your life that are non-negotiable? Like, where do you want to live? Yeah. Um, what type of job do you want to do? What kind of money do you need? Like, that's a huge one. Um, what, like, what, what schedule do you want to keep? You know, I think that we, we have a lot of control over our own, own lives, but we give that to people yeah. um, by making decisions. Like, we decide what jobs we're going to take, and then we have to go by the rules of that job, right? But what if we, before we ever got to that place, we sat down and said, okay, these are my non-negotiables. These are the things that matter to me, and I want to live a life that I love. And so I have to figure out a job that fits into this. And it doesn't always work like that, right? Um, but if you are a nurse and you've got some different options for shifts that you could pick, right? right. 
Right. And so you get diff- you can you can work in different hospitals, different departments. Um, so I think that just realizing that we get to make decisions that that dictate how we live our life um, and recognizing that young enough that mm. you do get to control. You do have the right to make decisions to be able to live a life that you love. I so love that. Make decisions wise in the beginning so that you're not trapped into situations that you can't get out of, you know, and another huge thing that I wish somebody would have told me at 20, uh, 18, 16, all young, I wish that somebody would have talked to me about finances. And mm. if, if there is, if there is money in an account, there is margin in your life to be able to make wise choices. So if, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's totally, I mean, you're so right. Because um, that can be one of the biggest stressors personally or in a relationship. And it can feel like one of those barriers that then would make somebody sitting down looking at their list of non negotiables and they could just think it's impossible to get to where they want to be. And so I love what you just brought up with a foundation setting yourself up to win financially. Because then when you have that list of non-negotiables, you have a little bit more freedom um, to be choosy and not just be worried about, I need a paycheck because I have bills coming in. Right, right. And it, it takes time. And sometimes you, you find yourself like way down the line and I don't, you know, like you're 45 and you didn't, maybe you didn't set things up right in the beginning. And now what do you do? Right. But you can still stop today. Yeah. Make a list of non-negotiables and figure out how to t- work towards that. And your non-negotiables, when there's no margin, well, you have to work with your non-negotiables. You have to have a job and it has yeah. to pay this amount. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's not right. like, I want weekends off and I want mm-hmm. this. Well, that only works if you if you set things up along the way for that to work. Absolutely. No, that's so, so good. So what's like, if somebody was listening right now and they wanted to connect with Um, your business, your company, what you're doing, be mentored or coached by you, where can they connect with Team Brewster? Um, The best way is probably just to hit us up on Instagram. I'm B underscore R-E-W-S-T-E-R. And Jackie is Jackie A. Brewster. um, Sorry, at Jackie A. Brewster. And so, um, like, that's the easiest way. My my blog is stephenbrewster.me, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Um. And my daughter says that that sounds like Stephanie. So she calls me <laughs> yeah. Stefan or Stephanie all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she thinks she's cute. And um, yeah, like that's probably the best way to get a hold of us. And if you go there, you'll find us and then we can help you take the next step. And I definitely would encourage you guys to sign up for Brewster's email list. Um, he, I mean, you send out like weekly something awesome. And I just before recording this podcast episode, I actually received a cool email from Brewster um, with a free downloadable resource to help me grow in who I am, who I'm becoming in my career. Um, So I know that all of you listening would benefit from that as well. And who doesn't love free stuff? I mean, it's awesome. Free stuff is free. Yeah. Me too. Well, hey, I sure do love you guys. I can't wait to catch up with you in Nashville. Maybe we'll get to take a trip to honest coffee and a chat up chat a little bit but thank you so much for your investment in me who i am and who i'm becoming and just in everybody that you come in contact with you guys are awesome oh well thanks for having us it's so much fun to get to hang out with you in this environment yes thank you so much
To learn more about Stephen and Jackie and connect with them, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's crtvchurch.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. Also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And don't forget to connect with us at creativechurch.com. Once again, that's crtvchurch.com. And you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Creative Church. <laughs>